0: My brother, hey, a tsunami had to take my brother. He was so big in, you know, in his persona, his charisma, a tsunami had to take him. And I always look at that, wow, that's, that's a major force to take somebody's life.
1: Welcome to Nature Junkie Radio. This is a place for us to explore the wisdom, wonder, and ways of nature connection to help replenish your stoke. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson, and I hope you enjoy the ride. Hello, good people. Welcome to another episode of Nature Junkie Radio. This episode marks the first of hopefully many where we dive into the world of art and how it intersects with nature connection. A while back, I was enjoying some breath work at Perspective Space in Encinitas, California, which also doubles as an art gallery. Go figure, it's Encinitas. And the photographs gracing the walls spoke to me. Upon closer inspection, I realized the photographs were woven together. It was clear that the photos had an emotional depth and aliveness that most photos just don't have. My curiosity was piqued. I had to know who made these photos, how did they do it, and what role did nature play in their creation? Soon after, I met the artist who is our guest today, Marcelo Benguichea. We sat down at my house for a heartfelt conversation to understand the story behind these moving pieces of art. And I'm glad we did, because as you'll soon come to understand, Marcelo is weaving together way more than just photographs. Marcelo Benguichea is a surfer, a runner, an artist, and he's been a longtime creative director and entrepreneur in the surf and action sports industry working on brands like Reef, Seshde, Superbrand, Kind Humans, and he's currently the general manager at The Studio at Fernando Bengoechea Photography. In this first part of the conversation, we learn about the horrible tragedy that struck Marcelo's family involving the massive Indian Ocean tsunami of 2004 and how eventually it led to his art becoming an unlikely collaboration with his brother, the famous photographer Fernando Banguichea. I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Let's dive in. Uh, Marcelo, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. I wanna just tell a little, give a little context here, which is, uh, I was doing breath work about Mm -hmm. a week ago Mm -hmm. in the studio, the perspective space in Encinitas. And these beautiful black and white photographs were on the wall of Joshua trees. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And from 10, 15 feet away, I thought, oh, those look really cool. And then as I got closer, I realized that they were woven photographs. I thought, oh, they have so much more dimension and texture to them. And they stir the soul a little bit more than a regular photograph. Mm -hmm. And of course I found myself, you know, super curious going, uh, who, you know, who did this and what, like, what's the process? How, how, did, how did they do this? Mm-hmm. And I came to find out that this artwork is a collaboration between you and your brother, Fernando. Mm-hmm. And I'd love it if you could for everyone, just describe, share, please, uh, the story of Fernando and your brother. I, I, I will. Um, Fernando,
0: my youngest brother, uh, a year and a half younger, who passed away, 2004, to a tsunami, a big tsunami that hit uh, Asia, mostly uh, mm-hmm. Sri Lanka, where he was, and Thailand as well, and Indonesia. Over 250,000 people died. Uh, my brother was vacationing in Sri Lanka with uh, with his boyfriend Nate Berkus, mm-hmm. a big big interior designer. Yeah. Uh, tsunami hit. They both were washed away by the ocean, by the force. Uh, Nate survived, but my brother's body was never recovered. Never, never. So even though we did put a lot of effort looking for him uh, at that point, um, Nate was with the, the Oprah Network, so Oprah hired some private uh, investigators to go to Sri Lanka go search for the body, you know, because Nate was not having it. I'm not living Sri Lanka without the love of my life. Right. Anyways, um, it took me a long time. My brother was a photographer, very internationally uh, well-known with magazine covers all over the world, literally. Mostly were interior design magazines, celebrities, and destinations. But, you know, yeah. he had covers of Vogue magazine, or Elle Decor, Vanity Fair. He had some big, big covers, and was able to, to to also explore his fine art side. It's not just commercial work. And one of those turns, see, he loved the Joshua Tree and the connection that he uh, found there with himself and with nature. And, you know, he always had a full-on attraction for the desert, which he photographed those um, beautiful Joshua Tree pictures, he called the Joshua trees karma trees. He felt that there was an emotional connection about those trees being resilient and how we relate to the resilience as human beings. Anyways, he, after he died, I finally accepted his death. It took me like 15 years. And I realized Katie's, I cannot control his death, but I can control his art. So uh, I put it upon myself to revive it. And to um, be able to share it with other people and try to inspire other people through my brother's life and his artwork.
1: First of all, I mean, I just I was reading the stories, you know, mm-hmm. on on Oprah's website mm-hmm. and some of the detail and some of the quotes from Nate as well. And it, I mean, it was just I got chills uh, oh, it makes reading me, the stories. It makes
0: me cry every time.
1: Yeah, it's it's really harrowing and sorry i would to just want to say i'm so sorry for your loss for you and your family and Thank Nate you. and everyone because he seemed like from what i can gather from what i read just a, a bright burning soul you know like mm-hmm. he had an inner fire he did he um, did can i read a quote from nate of course a little do. bit about your brothers do. yeah it's very touching so he said quote fernando was audacious and complicated and spontaneous and sophisticated and charismatic and demanding, and graceful, and volatile, and extravagant, and occasionally impossible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when he walked into the room, he pretty much owned it. He was also contemplative, and nurturing, and soulful, and insightful, and intuitive, and deeply kind. Mm -hmm. Sounds like an awesome person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. But, you know, uh, I realized that all the admiration that we have for somebody who's dead now is very easy to keep up right, right. Yeah. Hey, they just they left us as as, as a hero and how yeah. can you turn a hero you know back to being a normal person so obviously yeah. uh, when people die young whether it's james dean or somebody like that yeah. you know they keep that charisma going forever they never right. had a chance
1: to actually screw it up in right. life, you know because <laughs> they died too young yeah. my
0: brother was 39
1: yeah It gets locked into the amber of time. Exactly.
0: You live at your peak. Hey, you're always a champion, right?
1: Yeah. You never had the
0: chance to be caught with strippers, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Like it happens many times, right? And then suddenly, oh, look at... It's just interesting to see that. But yes, my brother, Nate, did a great job on that book, describing my brother. Mm. I could not describe him that way. Mm. And he had many... Many, many beautiful traits, but he was impossible many times. Yeah. Um, I hired him um, to do a few photo shoots when I was working at Reef. Yeah. Uh, and I would ask him, um, hey, Fernando, I'm about to hire a photographer. He's going to charge me this much. What about I'll hire you so we can go on a trip and work together? And he yeah. was amazing at photographing models or anything. Yeah. Um, so we did it. And I'll say, okay, I'm not paying you your daily fee, I'm paying you just your expenses. Because his daily fees were just crazy. Out, of, out <laughs> yeah. of my out of my budget for sure. You know? Hey, you're my brother. Come you're on. my brother. And yeah. he said as long the as a real bro deal. Exactly. <laughs> as as long as you work with my schedule, then we're all good. So he'll say, Hey, listen, between this, this week that I'm going to Italy and this one that I'm in in, in in France, I have five days that we can do the photo shoot. And then, okay, it's on. And many times he would leave right at the last second because he had to go to the next uh, job that he had. Like, mm. okay, we finished at four, at six, he was taking the plane to right. go across the globe. He had a resilience uh, appetite for traveling for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he also lived in no time zone, like, He'll have two minutes. If you get him in a car to drive, he'll be sleeping. <laughs> so it was, there was not side scene with him. Right. You know, it was he hanging was hanging out. Full on. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. what he really enjoyed, which I take uh, as a loving thing, is he, he traveled so much, but he wanted to be with people. Mm. So he would come here all the way from wherever. He just wanted to be in the living room chatting mm. or cooking. Or sharing some family time. He didn't want to go sightseeing or go do stuff. No, we are here. So what we wanted to do was to cook, basically, and share stories or drinking a lot. Usually that was part of our uh, uh, Fernandez lifestyle. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. That's perfect. But uh, I I was very inspired by his life. Mm. And now with... um, his art revival, I'm able to reconnect with my brother, which I lost for 15 years, basically until I was able yeah. to accept this whole thing. And now I'm I'm, I'm I'm in a great position because I do feel very connected to him through his work. That's when it comes back to a collaboration between brothers, you know, one is right. in heaven, or whatever it is, one is in nature, and the other one uh, is here, you know? Yeah. Uh, the other one is me. And I love that aspect of being able to to share the love with my brother and weave pieces together in, in representation of that love that we share. Uh, because the more I think about it and the more I talk, the more I meet people and discuss, you know, uh, the meaning of life, we realize that we are are all woven together, you know, one way or another. And all woven to you somehow could be from friendships or being at the same place at the same time or just through our our own mindset. Uh, And I truly believe that, and I believe also that Eventually, we, we will all become one. All humanity will be smart enough to realize that we're all together in this, and let's stop with these limitations. This is mine, this is yours. No, it's it's all of us together. And I think we will get there. I'm very optimistic at that, but uh, obviously I'm never going to see it, and this might take thousands of years of evolutions but to get there. But I do believe that we all work together, and one day we'll become... A mass of energy. Uh, that that it is the universe, and we are all part of the universe. We just don't understand it quite yet. Yeah. Um, I'm I could get really trippy on some thoughts um, that relate to to the universe or nature. You know, some people yeah, call yeah. God nature. That it depends yeah. on what do you refer to it, right? Yeah. What do you think nature is?
1: Uh... I don't know. <laughs> Is the simple answer, and we, I have the we, same nobody for knows you. That, we'll get right? there. But but I, the more I think about it, it's funny you mentioned this big massive energy. A part of me was thinking, well, in a lot of ways, we already are. We just don't recognize it. Yet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. just this big mass of swirling energy. <laughs> I, 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 that's what we are. You know, I do a lot of meditation.
0: That um, does something new for me, um, and. In meditation, I always try to become one, a whole whole one, and um, I feel special because i I feel like I'm able to go very very deep in my meditation, where i You know, you know when people used to, used to make. Um, mm-hmm. Cartoons of of, of of meditation people, of, of Buddhists will be levitating, you know? Yeah. And I never understood, well, that's impossible. But in my mind, I am levitating because I'm just one. I have no body mass. I'm just air. I'm just nothing, not even air. I'm just, uh, in my mind, I picture it's like a clear sphere, but it's not hard edges. It's just blended in with air. And I'm part of all that, feeling, you know, the noises, the breeze, just... Um, it's such a wonderful feeling and that's when I feel like I'm connected to the universe or to nature to the biggest thing that we are like uh, what if uh, what if we just don't exist you know this everything our conversation is just happening in my mind and your mind is also sharing Mm -hmm. the same illusion you know and um, so I try to get to that place uh, quite often like I like to feel In complete wholeness. I don't even know if that applies, but it's a wholeness. Like I feel, I feel part of everything. and part of nothing. So everything is nothing at the same time. uh, And I'm part of nothing or a part of everything depends how you want to look at it. But it is being part of it. And uh, it's very powerful.
1: It's super powerful.
0: I feel, I come out of those meditations like full of hope, you know. Zero fear yeah. to- towards what's coming in life, towards what's the universe telling me. I have no fear whatsoever about that. Yeah. I used to, yeah. you know, I had fear of dying like my brother, or I have fears yeah. of of not not um, satisfying people, yeah. which I know I didn't. But yeah. I'm very very satisfied with myself, yeah. and that's what became important. Yeah. Uh, those changes in life are very interesting. We were talking earlier about how we grow and how we know now, but we wish we knew then because we wouldn't become less of a victim of all the suffering that we acquire without really needing to acquire. But I guess
1: that's how we grow, right? I I too have a meditation practice and uh, nearly every morning i try to disappear my body (laughs) 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 and just connect to everything. And it's, I I just, uh, earlier this week, actually, um, I don't know if you know Luke Winson, but anyway, um, I was chatting with Luke on the podcast and we talked a lot about meditation and how a lot of what Luke is teaching through yoga, breathwork, meditation Mm -hmm. is an invitation to just connect deeper into the present moment. and. A lot, of, a lot of people are coming to meditation these days. I, I suppose I don't care how they come in. But it, you know, a lot of it is this performance, like, I want to focus better. Da, da, da. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's cool science behind that. Great. But there's also this other door over here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is
1: just a, an invitation to connect a little deeper to everything. Yeah. And it's a great invitation.
0: I hope everybody accepts it because I didn't believe it. I was, nah, that's, that's hippie crap, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah it's not for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, but when I was in the worst shape of my life, um, mentally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, I found meditation. You know, I was introduced to meditation and I'm extremely happy that that happened. And not just to meditation, but uh, through meditation you start, like you said, as an invitation to, 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 to other uh, knowledge that is out there on how can I be closer to myself, you know, uh, as I want to say as we, but it's not as we because perhaps it doesn't happen to everybody. But as I grew older, I grew also farther away from who I was in my soul or in my essence, right? And it took me a while to come back to it. Now I feel like I'm back to my essence, and that's what I feel extremely powerful and, and, and extremely satisfied with, with life. I'm very accepting of everything that has happened to me and I'm excited to see uh, the next. I don't know what the next is, yeah. but I, I love it. And Sounds like you'll be present for it. I will be present. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I got this tattoo. It says, vida leva eu, in Portuguese, means like life takes me, take me, mm. life take me. Yeah, mm. like uh, let life go with the flow.
1: Letting go. Surrender. Surrender to See life. It and
0: I realized um, I did a lot of meditation, but also had a lot of weekly therapy and mm. I was under a lot of drugs from, yeah. for depression, mm. which I'm happy to announce that it's been a year since I stopped taking Free any of kind of medication. Oh, good for you. Man. Um, but those things saved my life. Yeah. You know, uh, Sometimes
1: it's very necessary and very helpful.
0: We have to go through and as as against as I was, I'm very helpful that I had smarter people guiding me through those times and being able to come out um, way better as a person, way better. I mean, I I wish, I don't wish that, but I wish everybody came out of the other side the way I feel now, but I don't wish anybody had to go through what I had to go through. And it's not a major it's probably everything's in my head. We all have our own problems, right and we all have to survive them yeah. it's how much we suffer inside, yeah. which is it is uh, at the end is the most important thing we can do with our lives is how do we feel inside you know yeah. how what's the, what am I waking up for right. yeah. because I was I was at a point that um I didn't want to wake up it was funny I didn't want to go to bed because I knew I would wake up tomorrow and my life would be miserable again so at night I felt a little bit of uh, respire like okay I can breathe a little bit I can relax because I have those two hours at night where I, I don't have responsibilities you know kind of hey, it's bedtime people should be yeah. sleeping so, but I was still late yeah. so I could have a little bit of calm and peace in myself because I did not want to go to sleep it, it was it was rough times that i don't even know if we need to get into that but uh. Well, uh
1: thank you for sharing it appreciate it i think it's helpful for everyone else out there i do want to shift gears slightly though which is to go to understanding what's the role nature played for you and your brother growing up so you grew up in argentina but also in brazil right yeah so what what was where did nature enter the picture in in a way too where you noticed it (laughs) in a different way and went okay there's something kind of magical going on here yeah you know it's funny because fernando my brother there is four of us so if
0: i talk about Fernando, is because it's obviously a topic of conversation, but I do have a younger sister and an older brother, and we were all raised very similarly. Mm -hmm. Um, But the interesting thing is the first connection I felt with nature was with the ocean, Mm. you know. And as a kid, I was, you know, I think it was probably four or five years old that I can't remember vividly, I was afraid of the ocean. And my family had a beach house in Mar de Plata in Argentina, a big, huge you know, a country, a seaside community. Um, but I was afraid of the ocean until one day my grandpa grabbed me, and I don't remember if Fernando was there, but a bunch of other kids, and we said, Now I'll show you how to um, conquer. The ocean, something no. like that. You know, we were, <laughs> we wanted to, 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 to be able to, to win something. We're going to conquer the ocean. You know, now I want to be one with the ocean. I don't want to conquer anything. But at, at that point, I felt like I was conquering. And I remember him holding our hands and duck diving. You know, you mm-hmm. just go under the waves when they were coming. Um, and I was just exhilarated thinking, oh, my God, I can actually be alive here. You know, I can I can I can I can relate to this, to the energy that I'm receiving here. Mm-hmm. And something that became that was kind of like a, um untouchable. Now I became hey, I can actually be friends of the ocean. You know, all I have to yeah. do is pay my respects and, and learn about it. And yeah. then you can conquer it. You know, I'm doing yeah. quotes in, with my fingers, but Conquering your fears, and that opened up uh, a whole uh, array of other conquers. Whether it's let's climb this rock because it's right here, you know, mm-hmm. or let's run all the way to the end of the beach because hey, let's see how soft the sand is. Can we do this? Yeah. And just silly little games, but at that yeah. age, they became quite big. I think that's yeah. my first connection with nature with my mm-hmm. brother was through the ocean, and then the ocean <laughs> took him away, which is
1: of interesting that way yeah wow i have to admit like many people i'm not that comfortable with death or really even talking about it so i wasn't sure how this first part of our conversation would actually go but any anxiety i had about it quickly melted away that's because Marcelo spoke from such a grounded place of honest reckoning Earned clearly through the work he's done on himself and I suppose just years of time to process his brother's death. I really appreciate him sharing his perspective and some insight about being a brother and those indelible early moments of swimming in the waves guided by the confidence of his grandfather's sturdy hand. In this next part of our conversation, we go deep into the process of making these woven photographs and what it is that's actually being woven together. So, Fernando's uh, artwork, Mm -hmm. his uh, photographs uh, are living on through your hands and your continued collaboration. Yeah. Let's talk about the the artwork and the process of making it for a little bit. Yes, it's something that uh, I saw my brother do.
0: Um, He will travel a lot and he will carry Mm -hmm the artwork with him. That was the only time mm. he had to actually dedicate yeah. himself to yeah. that that
1: passion of his. Yeah. Can and I, I would think Can I pause you for just a yes. second there. So um, just because I want to give some context, we know about the art. So totally. <laughs> can we just uh, share a little bit on if you could just describe for people, what what is a woven photograph? What is it uh, that we're talking about? It's a just- woven photograph
0: is made out of two Identical prints. Imagine yeah. two photographs. One is cut vertically, the other one is cut horizontally. I hand cut that with an exacto mm-hmm. mm-hmm. knife. I go up and down. Takes forever. Very right. thin strips, yeah. and then just mm-hmm. like uh, as you could imagine, um, a textile or a woven mm-hmm. basket. You know, one strip goes up, yeah. the next one goes down. Up and down, up and down. I'm doing this with my hands, right. and it weaves, kind of like a tapestry but it's made out of photographic paper. So at the end, you have a work of art, which is a photo, inside a work of art, because it's the woven. So it becomes uh, a striking image by itself. It has a three-dimensional value to it, with a lot of texture and a lot of emotion, almost like if the piece... Had acquire a, a life of its own, yeah. just through the up and downs and the connection, and how uh, it molds, it moves, mm. it shifts, it, it, it repositions itself through gravity and through humidity. So the artwork uh, is not just static; it's always somehow um, responding to to the environment. I tend to believe that the energy is there and, you know, the energy of the woven peace through my brother's energy that passed through my hands is somehow connecting with me or with the viewer in a a different level. And when you look at them, it's very hard to understand until you see the uh, one personally. And they really invite you in. And suddenly uh, I can notice people, especially in in this this show that happened yesterday, I'll be... Staring at somebody, okay, let me see the reaction of that person. And they will be like five minutes studying it and looking and admiring it. And they'll look and they call their friends over and say, but look at this detail here. I've never noticed this. So it's so interesting to see that a photograph can have a a different meaning once it's woven.
1: I love it. And I read that uh, Fernando maybe got the idea the inspiration from looking at Textiles and crafts from ancient cultures—is that true? Yep. Did he that share that true. with you? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He always thought uh, uh, that cultures around the world were woven together, and if you look at the basic, basic basics, there was not textiles per se, but they were weaving mats, clothing items. They were weaving, uh, um, which were baskets. There was always some kind of weaving craft in every single culture, mm-hmm. and he thought that. How cool would it be to connect all those cultures, ancient ones, with something as modern as photography and still align it with all mm. our cultural differences, but we are still woven together yeah. through
1: those cultures? Hey everyone, just a quick note to let you know about the Nature Junkie newsletter. It's a free, short email where I share some wisdom, wonder, and ways of nature connection to help replenish your stoke a couple times per month. To sign up, just head over to naturejunkylife.com or click the link in the show notes underneath the episode. Okay, back into our conversation. So the, the subject matter for the photographs is mm-hmm. uh, the Karma trees is the Joshua Tree photos, mm-hmm. which was part of his original collection, right? Correct, yep. And then but you have lots of there's other aspects of nature, palms. There is. Um, Animals, but there's also like jazz icons and Mm -hmm. and cityscapes and things like that. So what's, you know, how would you describe the subject matter? Eclectic, I (laughs) guess, right? Well,
0: there is, uh, the subject matter is where the emotion Mm. lives, Mm. right? So it could be an empty sky. It depends, is it boring or not? It depends on how you look at it. You know, empty sky could be very emotional depending (laughs) on where you're coming from so uh, i i want uh to continue his art with that with that um, with that hope mm. that whatever the subject is brings an emotion to you. because mm-hmm. a subject without emotion exactly not a subject, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i the, the goal would be to 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 arise uh, a certain certain feeling or a certain emotion or a certain thought to make you ponder uh, on a perhaps deeper idea about, Mm -hmm. well, what does a Joshua Tree uh, has to do with this? Well, uh, for a lot of people, they mean resilience Mm. or how we are surviving, you know, and how um, all the up and downs on the woven technique ends up representing our life. Up, up and downs in life and at the very end, when you yeah. finish with that, you have a beautiful, beautiful artwork which yeah. kind of represents your life. Yeah. So when you put a, an emotion behind the, the Joshua trees or the karma trees, that's what they stand for. They stand for for all of us being resilient and be able mm. to survive and knowing that at the very end you you are gonna end up with with, with a masterpiece, mm. or at least a piece. Doesn't have to be a master. <laughs> but you have a you know, a well-living life. And yeah. what is more rewarding than living a life well, well-living? Something like that. <laughs> well-lived? Yeah. I'm sorry, my... my a life I, well-lived. Yeah.
1: A life well-lived. That's what I was trying to say. I know you were getting into this with the processes. So it's two photos. So you mm-hmm. have the duplicate, but you're hand-slicing the photos into, what, what like quarter-inch-ish?
0: Actually, they are, they, are, they are below, below three-eighths of an inch. Three uh, no, three-sixteenths. Sorry, I'm trying to make them right. around three-sixteenths of an inch. Yeah. Sometimes they go wider, sometimes they right. go thinner. It's all handmade. Yeah. There is nothing measured. I just look at it and, oh, close yeah. enough, close enough, and yeah. I'll cut hundreds if not thousands of little strips yeah. to put back together. It's so silly <laughs> when I think about it. Like, just leave the photo. You, know, you have beautiful photos right here. And there's nothing wrong with them. Why would I weave something beautiful? But once you do, uh, not only I do it on a selfish manner because I feel connected to my brother. and something that I desire to do that, but also uh, to bring a new dimension to, to something that we already know. It's almost like, yeah, you've seen that couch forever, but once you start putting a different thought process, well, that couch is when I first kissed you know, my wife. Right. <laughs> well, that couch now, it's not just a couch yeah right it has a whole new dimension on yeah. top of it yeah. and that's what i like seeing you know ban out things it has a new dimension is something something mm. that you never thought you could see you know mm. behind a yeah. joshua
1: tree picture yeah i love it and then you're weaving them all together and it takes forever how long, how long does it take you to do it, one you know at
0: the large Roughly. ones the ones that you saw they're like 32 by 40 they mm. take like a, a week to 10 days mm. Uh, it all depends on on my my my, my what do you say my inspiration mode. Yeah. I, sometimes yeah. I get started, but if yeah. I don't feel any energy coming uh, from my brother, I, I will stop him. I'm not inspired today, you right. know, and I'll pick up a few yeah. days later. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. not. Sometimes I'm able to stick with it for a whole day. Yeah. And hours go by, and I'm in this meditative space, yeah. and I realize, wow, I don't even know what happened. Yeah, You know, I've been here three hours, nonstop weaving. And then my girlfriend comes <laughs> and says, hey, what's, where have you been? You know, where you are? <laughs> no, I was just in a trance, feeling my brother and just yeah. weaving away. Yeah. And it's a beautiful feeling, to actually, yeah. too. You feel, I feel, um, um, discharged of energy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, after you do a long run, I don't know if you run or not, but when I do... The runner's high. Like yeah, that. runner's high yeah. and you finish and you feel so accomplished and you feel, mm. yeah, this was the greatest day of my life. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I get those feelings. Yeah. And I, I, I that's what I'm... Yeah. Uh, I miss not weaving photographs. Yeah. I only weave photographs when I have an order. My business oh. is... I'm representing my brother, but mm. I want you to come to me. I'm not gonna go chasing you right. and yeah. trying to sell you anything. This is my story. If you like yeah. it, come on in. You're more than invited to, 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 yeah. to, to participate. Um, so many times I don't have an order and yeah. I'm just, whoa, man, where is my brother when I need him <laughs> so much, right? Oh. Uh, but I, I'll wait. I I'd mm-hmm. rather wait until I have a, a real interest instead of just yeah. doing futile work, which yeah. I call yeah. that maybe yeah. just.
1: I could see you're, you know, looking at uh, some of the videos you've posted on your Instagram of you weaving. Mm-hmm. You know, you've said you know you're channeling your brother's energy, mm-hmm. which is great. So that's like one one piece of the puzzle, and then you've you often out in nature while you're doing it. Yep. I've seen photos of you in the. Chilean mountains by a hot tub and by a lake, and you've got tunes going, and maybe a glass of wine sometimes, and mm-hmm. just getting into flow. It, it is just like that, you know. I love a it's funny that I never thought about the connection
0: with nature there, but I do. Yeah, I, do. I take I take Fernando, mm. which is the art, and I try to take him everywhere. I've done many hikes, mm. and I'll be weaving, you know, hey, yeah. let's enjoy this precious nature yeah. experience yeah. with you, Fernando. You know, you're yeah. not here, but your presence yeah. is still very much alive. Yeah. And I'll weave, I might not weave the whole piece, because I don't have five hours to stay there, for example, yeah. but I'll weave a, f- a few strips in, um, in my mind thinking okay this is a cool thing Fernando this is a gift from me to you let's share this this yeah. nature yeah. moment and I do I love doing yeah. that um, sometimes it's not very practical <laughs> yeah it's hard when um, the wind is blowing and it is like and then that. I feel concerned like okay I hope people don't mind that this 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 piece might smell like the ocean you know right, yeah. or, uh, and, or they might have some sand in it and I actually I mailed some artworks before I said I wove <laughs> this piece completely on the beach and if some uh, uh, grains of sand pop out of it, you know, just take it with with appreciation and love of how this piece was built.
1: Yeah, Each piece is one of a kind. It is one of a kind, you're right.
0: Yeah, I actually liked it, but I I did a a post and I put a a poll, you know, when you can do Mm -hmm. that. What do you guys think of that? 2% did not like it. (laughs) 2%. I don't know if it was a mistake. When so I think you're phone. safe. You'll, I'm safe. Be fine. Yeah, but people people say no. I don't want my art being next to the ocean or the sand. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But they might consider art as a pure thing that belongs in a museum, which right. I don't consider that. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Art is everywhere. Yeah. I love the um, things where you can see the hand of the artist. And in this case, nature is somewhat the artist with you and your brother. As yeah, well. I mean, the work is filled with yeah. imperfections. Yeah.
0: And, you know, something that I learned is like our life is not perfect. Yeah. I mean, it is perfect because it is imperfect. Yeah. So the, the, the same applies to the artwork. So it's full of imperfections that maybe you yeah. don't see it and you have to get closer to see it. Yeah. Uh, but when an imperfection happens in the piece of art that I'm weaving and perhaps the alignment is not, uh, it's not where I, it should be, right. I let it go. Like I'm not trying to fix it. If I miss one of the woven pieces and I skip one and I notice it later, I'm not going to undo the work. Say life already passed. So this is like a scar that this piece will have. Yeah. And you got to give value for that scar. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. I didn't want it to happen, but now I have a scar that tells more about who I am. Yeah. So I think those imperfections are, are really
1: what makes us perfect. That's great. Okay, I have to ask for my photography nerd friends Uh out there some photo questions. So, all the ones I saw are black and white. Are those shot on film? They were shot on film. Yes. Yeah. My brother never went digital. Okay. No. uh,
0: They were yep medium medium format. Okay. They were big chromes.
1: Yeah. And they were shot black and white. Nice. Just and, like that. I don't know, Hasselblad, I think he had. Okay. Or something like that. Okay. And what, like, do you happen to know what focal length of lens you no, typically shoot uh, with in landscape? No, no, no. I wouldn't know. No idea. I'm not a
0: photographer. I became a photographer yeah. by, yeah. Uh, this is funny, after my brother died yeah. and I was at Reef, they said, well, you know, we're very sorry, Marcelo, but we still need content we need photos. And he said, well, why don't you do it? And I looked at them. What me doing? And I said, Yeah, I, I've seen you work. You know that, um, you're behind the photographer, kind of trying to see what they do. You're telling them do this, do that. I need more space here. You know, yeah. you, you're guiding, you're directing the photographer. So why don't we just skip the photographer and you do it yourself? <laughs> and at that point, you know, digital digital photography was really taking off, and the company invested in a nice mm-hmm. setup, and I became official photographer for Reef it was pretty trippy because I never expected that I was the creative director so I was already managing the visual communications but then suddenly I'm the photographer which is I mean it was interesting because
1: I kind of um You know what you wanted, you just didn't know the technical stuff with the camera. Exactly. You you had an eye for the composition and everything, but... That was it, the idea of the
0: composition. When I was shooting, I remember fighting with many photographers, like, they wanted their shot, but they didn't know the final uh, uh, end of that photo that I'm looking. And it would be "No, man, this is going to be a table of contents. I need white space on the left of the photo. So make sure that the ocean, you know, don't center the person, put him on the Mm -hmm. right. And people would not understand. So when I was yeah. shooting, um, it was so much more productive because I knew yeah. I got. I knew I need this shot. I need this vertical shot. This shot is going to be used in this uh, window, for example. Mm-hmm. I need to be very wide, and I need to be close up so the yeah. product shows. So I was already composing the photos knowing yeah. the end result that I was worn. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yes, it was way better. Uh, for me to art direct myself in yeah, the photography. That's so funny.
1: You yeah, you knew the end output with the graphics and everything, where they needed to be placed, where but the white did. space needed to be. And that's yeah.
0: great. I, I knew exactly yeah. what I wanted without having to explain to anybody. Yeah. and sometimes it's hard to explain a vision, especially yeah. if it's not clear to you until yeah. you see it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm pretty much that way. I I, yeah. uh, I don't plan much put it this way I, I've been living in a way that I'm letting the opportunities come to me mm. and take me and uh, it's been quite a quite a beautiful path in my life real, realizing that I could do that you know right. before my life was a lot more program, yeah. and I need to be here yeah. by a certain time and I yeah. need to finish this by a certain time and yeah. um, I don't know if it is because of I'm doing art so art I can do art anytime I can weave all night if I want to or or not Uh, whether when you know when you have a job a 9 to 5 job which is not 9 to 5 it's probably 8 to 6 at least then uh, you're trapped in that world and it's hard to Mm -hmm for me now uh, to live within those parameters yeah. i don't know if i'm you're living like your tattoo i'm living like my tattoo yes more intuitive yeah it, it is yeah. and um, one thing that through 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 losing my brother through the art through losing my job my wife all the losses that i had in my life i was able to regain everything back and more you know uh, being in love is great to be in love again and realizing that hey no life did not end in that Mm. relationship now there is a whole new life that is better than the last one because i'm i'm more emotionally intelligent Mm. to deal with with the new relationship in a more healthier less toxic way Um, i lost myself on my thought but at the end is 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 it's growing to the point where you're comfortable with yourself, whether you're in nature or you're inside a, you know, a room in New York City. I don't know, you know, you still have nature inside of you. I feel like I have nature inside of me. One of the things that I do, I don't know if you do, you probably do. (laughs) I tend to walk uh, barefoot a lot, you know. And, you know, I'm living in San Martín de los Andes now in Patagonia, in Argentina. I've been spending quite some time there, mm-hmm. uh, and it snows. It's like living, you know, in Mammoth. Yeah, uh, and I'm up walking in the snow. I'm not uh, um, what you call. I'm into half yes, but I'm not a follower per se. I do not do breath work. Mm-hmm. I do. I expose myself to 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 to, to low temperatures, mm-hmm. but not in a in a disciplined way. You know, like if I see the opportunity, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. You know, right there, there there's a lot of um, Mm -hmm. lakes and streams and they're all ice melt rivers and lakes and they're freezing cold. Some of them are glacier water and it's just so cold, Mm. so cold. But I always make the effort, I I can do this because I believe on it, but not in a way that it becomes like my religion. It's like, yeah, it's an opportunity. And I'm not... I'm not looking for those opportunities, but when they present themselves, I do take advantage of exposing myself into a nice cold water.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of it myself, too. And whenever I'm up in the mountains, those are the best ones. Exactly. When you hop in the stream or the lake, it feels the best and the view is amazing. Yeah, and walking. That's all I was talking about, uh, walking
0: barefoot. You can walk barefoot anywhere, you know, even if you just go out in the the street on the pavement, you're still connected to the layer below the payment. Yes. I I do believe on that connection with nature that could be just as simple as that. Just as simple as that. Or even if you have, um, in your house, I can see you have some some plants. Just talk to the plant. Mm. Share something. Even though you might not feel that they're talking back to you, there is energy back to you, Mm. there is a connection. Guaranteed there is a connection. Even if it is, you know, from the air that we breathe or the dirt that you have in your shoes... There is a connection there. And I think we, you can connect with nature in a microdose level, uh, which is something I just learned from you. You know, I said, okay, he's up to something, in this microdose of nature. <laughs> I, I really never never came across that concept. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think you can. You don't have to yeah. be in the middle of nowhere. You don't have to be in nature, you know, as, as we know it. Yeah. You don't have to be inside a forest right. to be in nature. You can be in nature just sitting around literally yeah you can be in front of a fire pit and that's nature
1: yeah big time yeah there, i mean part of why i came up with that is because we need more of it so we need to make it accessible and when you make it into little small things that you can do regularly you do more of it Yeah, <laughs> so, it's it's, easy to line. Line. it's accessible and yeah. it's, it's convenient it's right? convenient and it, you can do it anywhere and and look for most of us, I'm not going to go climb El Capitan. Mm-hmm. I love watching Alex Honnold do it and all these other climbers. But I'm not going to do that. No. I'll go to Yosemite. But mm-hmm. you don't have to go to a national park. It's here in the house. It's here. It's just outside your door. It's everywhere. So what, what, yeah. what would you say is your, your, your most
0: extreme encounter with nature?
1: Uh, I mean, surfing probably. You know, if yeah, you're out on a big day. That feels die. pretty raw. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, or shore break. You know, water photography with shore break.
0: That's got to be hard. Yeah, getting yeah. pounded there. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you,
1: how you yeah. do it, yeah. really. I, yeah. I, I, I try to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I to tie it back to we we went on this thread off of photography, uh, which is great. And you were saying you were more intuitive. And, um, I can relate to your story because when I started photography, I started in the water Mm -hmm. and I grew up body surfing, boogie boarding, surfing, all that. So I had a lot of ocean awareness and wave sense. Mm -hmm. So I knew where to put myself in the wave safely, but I didn't know how to work a camera. So it took me a long time to figure out the technical part. And I'm still not a very technical photographer. I've learned a lot over the years, but I want to know just enough about the text to where I don't have to think about it. Exactly. Second
0: nature. Yes, that's that's a beautiful thing. And it does take a lot of practice. It takes a
1: lot of practice. Whatever we do. (laughs) Whatever we do. Practice makes us uh, better, definitely. You've shared that it took some time to get used to doing the weaving Mm -hmm. that your brother was doing to get comfortable with it. How did you get comfortable with it? What shifted? Time. Just time. Time, because.
0: Right after my brother died within a few years, uh, people were asking, Hey, you know what happened with Fernando's art? You know, can you do a woven photograph, a custom one? And I did a few, but I didn't feel right. I felt like I was stealing Mm. him, stealing his personality or his art. I was, Hey, this is Fernando's stuff. It's not my place Mm. to take it. Uh, And it took me at least 15 years. I only, I only, really started focusing on this three years ago. Mm. Like, okay, you know what? Everything's aligning properly. The opportunity is right in front of me for me to be able to dedicate uh, Reviving My Brother's Art. And at that point, I started weaving a photo that he had, had, he had done many times. And it felt good. It felt positive. It felt right. Like, okay, there is no barriers. This is a continuation. I'm just, um, I'm not stealing anything. I'm collaborating with them. You know, uh, and um, so I would say time. Time gave me enough courage to try it again and, 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 and to discover, hey, yes. there is some positive energy
1: here. It was amazing to me to understand how much is being woven together through these pieces. On one level, it's Marcelo being woven together with his brother Fernando spiritually. On a physical level, moisture in the air is weaving itself into the material of the photographs, and maybe a little bit of dirt, and maybe a splash of wine. And on a cultural level, it's combining the ancient practice of weaving textiles with modern photography. And if we zoom out even more, the weaving is a metaphor for the ups and downs that life seems to throw at all of us. And I have to say, the pieces really do draw you in. You suspect that something different is really going on which now we all realize is a total understatement. In this final part of our chat, Marcelo shares how Patagonia's Yvonne Chenard approaches microdosing nature. And to take things full circle, Marcelo shares his unique view on death and honoring it with a life well lived. What is nature to you? How do you define nature? I define nature as
0: the universe. Everything is included in there. You know, so I don't, it's, it goes for me, nature is back to where we started talking. Like mm. I, uh, it's, it's just, uh, uh Something that you don't see. It's just a mass of energy. You can picture it as trees, beach, sun, whatever it is, but I think it's beyond that. I think it's beyond uh, an energy that is there. I don't think we can still visualize it or see it or even understand it. I don't think we are smart enough yet, but I believe it exists there. So for me, nature is uh, it's inside of me, if you think about it, because I am everything, so nature is within me. And as long as I believe that I am nature, uh, I don't have to worry about it. I, I, I am nature. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's very, I don't know, maybe grandiose thinking that I mm. am nature. But no, I do believe that, yeah. that inside I'm pure. I'm pure just as nature is. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't define nature with a, a color or a silhouette. It's just mm. an energy.
1: Yeah.
0: Love it, man. Makes sense, right? It's
1: beautiful. (laughs) Nature is energy. Yeah, I think that's something like that. I do feel part of it. So yeah, you know, back to this topic of microdosing nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you share a couple ways you like to microdose nature? You think might be beneficial for someone else? I think
0: we touched. Based on that, is uh, walking barefoot. Walking barefoot, and I, 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 this is something that I loved. That I heard uh, Yvonne Chouinard from Patagonia say one of his speeches that I attended. (laughs) And he feels connected, very well connected with nature. Mm -hmm. And I apologize if I'm misusing his, (laughs) I'm misinterpreting what he meant. But uh, he said, you know, that he wants to be connected and he wants to be part of everything. And the way he does that is when he's walking around anywhere, he will go around. Oh, there's a little flower here, takes a little bite. Oh, there's a little pebble and he. Uh, sucks on the pebble, or, you know, finds I I don't know, a bee's uh, wing. Oh, I wonder what this has. So he's always eating and touching and, and, and engaging with nature. And I thought that was pretty interesting in a way that how simply you can connect. Sure, maybe you find a leaf. Hopefully it's not poisonous, right? But you find a leaf on the floor or from a tree and you bite it. It might be disgusting, but you are definitely connected with that entity and that energy and I find that so fascinating and so simple to do you know hey you want nature but whenever time you go to supermarket and you bring an orange just take a bite of the orange peel see how nature feels you'll be awakened actually to, to those sensations and feelings that are so at your fingertips and we just ignore them every day
1: that's a great one. I hadn't heard that from Yvonne. I follow so much of what he does and such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So simple. Yes. Tunes you in to the microcosm of what's going on. He's ingesting it. It's tactile. He it is. He's li- opening up the senses. So Yeah, that's how a many times? One. I mean, I find myself on uh,
0: I don't know, petting rocks sometimes. You feel the texture of the rock. Man, this is, this is interesting. I mean, uh, I... Yeah. And I'm probably very wrong at doing this, but I always try to touch every animal I see. Be careful. <laughs> I know, but I, I feel that connection and I feel that, that, that need. So if there's a snake, I gotta touch that snake. Mm. There is something wild out there I have to touch. And I'm, I know that it's not good for the environment. Um, I don't know if it's not good, but I always try to be connected. And uh, yeah. uh, Maybe we can finish with this and I'm sure some people will be freaked out, but if I was going to pick how I want to die, right? Mm. Talking about life, let's talk about death because yeah. it's part of life.
1: Mm.
0: I don't want to die in my sleep. I don't want to die in a car crash. I don't want to die of age. I want to die a good death. like You know, uh, like when Brad Pitt said on Legends of the Fall, I want to die, I don't even know if it was a movie, I want to die by attack by a bear. I want to be eaten by a lion or something, a crocodile. I don't care what it is. I want to die falling off a cliff. You know, something that is, man something special um because we deserve our life deserves like a grandiose death i guess my brother hey a tsunami had to take my brother he was so big in you know in his persona his charisma a tsunami had to take him and i always look at that wow that's that's a major force to take somebody's life along all the other ones right but uh so i uh just to finish up maybe it's that yeah, it's like let's, let's get to nature exit. a bold exit that's it not <laughs> a bold exit i think it's a perfect exit perfect. as to finish you know a well-lived life hmm. i'm sorry to be talking about that well no it's very <laughs> full circle it is full circle you yeah. know that's something that um i do believe in a balance yeah. and a full circle you know we're gonna yeah. be here until we are and until we are here let's let's live it Mm -hmm. let's not wait for tomorrow Mm -hmm. you know let's not wait to see what death is like yeah (laughs) let's let's live now let's be in touch with nature now let's um let's be kind to one another let's collaborate in solutions let's uh let's 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 dialogue let's not debate you know let's Mm -hmm. find common grounds let's see how we can build on top of each other, uh, with each other, something better. Instead of just trying Mm -hmm. to see who's right and wrong, let's find common ground and build from there. And then we will all be right. I think that's where I want to be. And i would learned that the hard way.
1: (laughs) I'm with you, man. That sounds beautiful. So, to bring it to a close here, and we'll put this in the show notes and everything, we'll link to the the studio website and all that. But where would you like to send people to? Uh experience the artwork.
0: Oh to experience the artwork. Or connect with you. Uh, well Instagram is easy nowadays, right? So it's Fernando Bengo Echea photo mm-hmm. that is and un- under, under underscores in there. I can mm-hmm. pass it on. Um, that's the easiest connection. But what I would like for people to experience the art is in their own lives, mm-hmm. you know? Make 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 life your art. Make sure that you, you, you're enjoying nature and you enjoy yourself and that you make time for, for yourself to listen to yourself. Or at least if you don't want to listen, at least try to open your mind and your heart towards what's out there. Mm. I think that's more important that people see in my art is find your own art. Mm. I, I'd rather, you know, I don't want to... Yeah. Sometimes people ask me for advice or or they think I have the answers and I don't have any answers. Mm. I I have my own answers. So Mm. I want people to find their own answers within Mm. their own art. Don't look at other people's art. Admire, yes, but don't think that that's you. You can be your own.
1: Yeah. Your own art. I hear that. I tell my kids that all the time as well that's yeah. the oscar wilde quote be yourself everyone else is already taken
0: yeah, that's right right
1: <laughs> marcelo thank you for collaborating with your brother mm-hmm. on the beautiful woven photographs we'll link to the site and everything at show note, in the show notes and thanks for making time thanks for saying yes and coming over and uh being here on the podcast appreciate it man thank you jeff uh, hopefully
0: we can actually connect deeper without being recorded you know yeah we it's will. not like i held anything back but um i would love to know you better well, hopefully next time Thanks, i'm in town, we get to talk yeah. yeah let's do it thank you
1: well that was a rollicking ride from death to life to art and back to death again full circle When Marcelo first arrived at my house, his energy was visibly a bit low from a run of art shows and talking to a lot of people in the previous days. His face said, hey Jeff, I'm here, I made it, but I'm not really sure if I have the energy to do this. I acknowledged as much, and once we started talking, we were both buoyed by the conversation and were stoked to be connected. I learned so much from this conversation. It inspired me to keep being creative, keep expressing the truest version of myself, and I hope it does the same or more for you. Until next time, enjoy the ride. As always, thanks for tuning in to Nature Junkie Radio. I invite you to head over to our website at naturejunkielife.com for show notes, to learn more about nature connection, and to sign up for our newsletter. And one last thing, please share how you microdose nature so I can share it with everyone in a future episode of the podcast. It's simple. Just get out your phone, record a voice memo for about 30 seconds to a minute. Tell me your first name, where you're from, describe how you microdose nature, and importantly, how does it make you feel? Just email that voice memo to hello at naturejunkielife.com. That's hello at naturejunkielife.com, and that's all it takes. Thanks so much in advance, and as always, thanks for listening to Nature Junkie Radio. Nature and Replenish Your Stoke.